0: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Yeah. Talk recorded live. This
2: conference is being recorded. Okay, welcome to Prayer Warriors Needed, because prayer warriors are needed, and, um, Tonight, we're not going to be on too long. We're going to pray for the nation and the targeted individual community, and we'll do a short reading and quiz on the book of Job. I gave you the old reading link. That's a really good um, reading. It's turning the curse into a blessing. And uh, tonight's reading, we're going to do a little reading on Job, and then we have two short quizzes. I hope you can stay for the two short quizzes because they should be informative. And I think some of them, well, they come up on your phone, and there's the uh, uh, answer keys right there, if I'm not mistaken. So um, with that being said, we're going to move right into it. Thanking God for another Friday. I'll open up, and um, then we'll just call on some other people to pray. And we'll keep the prayers coming in over the targeted community, those who know they are and those who may not know. And um, we're going to stand and pray against this sick, psychotic program, which assaults people's human rights, God-given rights, civil rights, health, income, uh, ability to sustain oneself. It's a satanic attack from the pit of hell. Electronic torture, we have a sister suffering tonight, and we're praying for you. I think it's ludicrous what they're doing to her, but we put you in the hands of the Most High God and any other person going through electronic torture or V2K, voice to skull, uh, human research experimentation, rare diseases on children or adults, eugenics in general, we're praying for you, and we're praying for an end to the psychoticness affiliated with um, the targeted individual program. So, God, we come before you, Heavenly Father, to give you all the praise and the glory. You brought us through another week. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We're back. We're in the land of the living, and if it was not nothing, grace and mercy, we may not be here. So, God, we give you all the praise and the glory. I thank you for my brothers and sisters on this line, my praying people, Heavenly Father, particularly the targeted individual community, Heavenly Father. We come together to put praise down, God. We're asking you, dear God, to help use your people to come together to rebuke and dismantle this sick program that targets innocent people. We bind the spirit of human research obstruction, scientific obstructions. We bind the spirit of electronic torture. We bind the spirit of V2K. We bind this demon of confusion, sickness, illness, eugenics as a nutshell. Heavenly Father, we bring before you our sister Anne who's suffering. and we're praying for you in the name of Jesus, God. God, I ask you to put a shield of, of protection over her. I bind up every electronic attack on her. I bind up any type of psychological programming, any type of uh, electronic programming to make to, to just destroy that her spirit. I thank you, God, that she's here. I thank you, God, that they have not taken her spirit to want to pray, will to pray, and her spirit continues on. God, we ask you for a special prayer and blessings and a hedge of protection over our elderly. We give you thanks for each and every one of our elders. We thank you, God, for My mother, Heavenly Father, the gift of longevity. We thank you, God, for Amy's mother, Heavenly Father, Elizabeth's mother. We ask you, God, for special blessings over them. Um, Gloria, Nancy, Camille, I don't know if their mothers are here, but if they're mothers, we ask you, God, to bless them. Nancy, watch over each and every one of our praying people, Heavenly Father. Bless Miss Amy, her children. Bless each and every person on this line, their children, God that they'll be covered from head to toe, Heavenly Father, that the devil won't be able to tamper or harm them or come near them. I plead the blood of Jesus over each and every one of our bloodlines in the name of Jesus. My nephews, Heavenly Father, the ones in college, Heavenly Father, the ones here, bless them from head to toe, Heavenly Father. Keep them under the shield of the Most High God. Keep them with the angelic powers over them, Heavenly Father, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Bless each and every one of my sisters that come together to pray, Heavenly Father. I thank you, God, for their yearning, their quest for prayer, their thirst for prayer, our our quest for answers, solutions, to know we're in a spiritual war that we cannot fight on the earthly realm, Heavenly Father. God, lead, direct, guide each and every one of us to that special resource that you have for us heavenly father that will come together that will just unshield this program this targeted individual program so that we can advance the work of god on this earth god we give you praise we give you glory we exalt your name heavenly father we magnify your name god we know that that demon spirit wants us to be croaking and just just complaining, but we're here to say thank you, Heavenly Father. If you allow it, we will go through it according to your will, Heavenly Father. Clean us up, purge us, do what you have to do, Heavenly Father, to use us on behalf of the betterment of humanity. God, we thank you, Heavenly Father, though that you've kept us here. You've chosen to keep us here for a reason. And please, dear God, don't let not one of us go before our time, Go before we complete the destiny that you put on our lives, Heavenly Father. We thank you, God, for the privilege of prayer. We thank you, God, for praying targeted individuals. We thank you, God, for creating this community of people that just care and have a so that there really is no other way to deal with this psychotic program. You know what each and every person's going through, Heavenly Father, and we ask you, God, to bless them, Heavenly Father meet their needs heavenly father we know that you're a healer we know that you're a provider we know that you're supernatural we know that we you have the gift of favor i decree and declare according to your will dear god that each one of us will be blessed with the with the with the spirit of favor on our lives heavenly father favor to complete the work that you created us to complete to complete our assignment heavenly father god we ask you to bless this lesson as we go into the continued study of the book of Job and we're looking at some quizzes on the book of Job. Let us leave here with information and knowledge we did not have previously. God, we give you the praise. We give you the glory, and we magnify your name. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Okay. We have uh, Nancy, Camille, Gloria, Um, And anybody who wants to pray now or later, you can let me know.
1: Okay, I'll pray. Um,
3: Okay, did someone say something? I don't want to talk over anyone. Okay. Uh, dearly beloved Father in Heaven, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for this time, this opportunity to come together with uh, my sisters here. And um, your word says, where two or more are gathered in your name, there you are. And I am grateful. Uh, I don't take this for granted. You know, for so long I've been so isolated. So it's good to be gathered together those who have a yearning and a desire to know you and to get close to you, Father. I pray for each and every one of these women here, Most High. Uh, It is tough. Uh, It is. And as um, Sister Miriam said, I don't want to complain. I do want to complete the assignment that you have for me here. Uh, And I pray to be completely purged of those things that, are not useful for you or your kingdom and the purposes that you have for my life and for our lives on this earth. I pray for each and every targeted individual, any and every person who is uh, part of this quote unquote program here. I pray, Most High, if they don't know Yahushua, if they don't know Jesus, uh, that they come to know Jesus and you and the kingdom of heaven and that they. Understand that the only way, as Sister Miriam spoke about, the only way to uh, win this battle is with you on our side. We can't do it in the natural. I don't care in terms of court systems. I don't care if we have the best, quote, unquote, debates and evidence. Without you, we are dead in the water. So I pray that each and every one of us understands that we need you that we submit our lives to you, that we serve you, that we have fellowship with you and that we walk with you and that we perfect the lives of others for you. I pray for each and every one of us, Most High. Please watch over us, protect us, cover us. I plead the blood of Jesus over us and that we live for him and for you and for your kingdom. And that we fulfill the plans, the purposes, the will and the destinies you have for our lives. That we are that shining light and in a very, very dark world. And uh we just live for you. I pray, most high, that you protect all of us, that you open the eyes of the blind, heal the sick, you know, um just lead and guide each and every one of us. I pray for meekness, I pray for humility. I pray to be teachable. I pray to learn and to grow and to do whatever it is that you have for me to do. Right now, I feel sometimes confused by all of these attacks. I don't know which move I should be making next. So I just pray, you know, because we know that uh, the devil is the author of confusion. You are not. So I just pray to walk in the spirit. You know, because in the spirit, uh, Satan cannot do anything. He has no power, you know. But as I continue to walk in just the flesh world, that's where a lot of his control is. So I just pray for that. And uh, I just pray for this program to be defeated. Um, I pray just to uh, be a part. Uh, in whatever way, I don't even know what way I'm supposed to be uh participating, but whatever it is I need to do, I pray for it to be defeated. This program is also very effective in terms of hindering our finances, so I just pray for direction on that you know right now, I'm in a position where I don't know which way I should turn as far as financially, and obviously, you know not that I worship money at all, which I don't, but uh. We live in this world where money, we do need it in order to live. So I just pray for direction in terms of that. And for all of these sisters and each and every one of us who's caught up in all of this, um, I pray for that. And I just thank you for who you are. You know, um, if you've allowed us to go through all of this, that means that uh, you have a plan and a purpose and that we have the strength to do it. You know, I mean, the strength is not in ourselves. It is in you. So uh, I'm grateful for that. I pray that we are pruned and refined and uh, we just grow to be the men and the women that you would have us to be. And uh, I just pray uh, for all of us to, uh, you know, just to really um, be clear in terms of our purpose and our lives for you. I pray for our families. Uh, Our friends, our loved ones, you know, um, some who may be affected by this, others who are not. Um, I pray for those out there who don't have anybody. I was one of those, you know. I pray that they get connected. Um, Those who are going through this and don't even know it, I pray that they understand and know what it is they're going through. And, um, you know, that they are encouraged by you. And... um, I just thank you so much. Um I know most high that you are greater than all of this. I know you're greater than this. Um I know at times I've asked why 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 why. You know, but um you know as we've gone through this job study, uh the fact is to you know really just allow myself to go through the chastening and the pruning process and to trust you through it and to be pruned and refined and to live righteous before you. And um, I thank you that you count me worthy to do that. I give you all thanksgiving, honor, worship, praise, and glory as I say
1: amen. Hello?
2: Hello? Yes, I'm so sorry. I had some water in my hand, and I was like, oh, my goodness. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. Beautiful. Okay. Prayer pray of thanksgiving. Greatly appreciated. Thank you. Anne? I, I know there was a lot of background noise. Hold on, Anne. Anne? Oh, I don't know what they did. My call, hello? Yeah. Let, me, let me see. Testing testing. testing,
1: testing. And can you hear
2: me?
4: Yeah. I don't know what happened.
2: All right. Anybody else? Um, Nancy, um, Gloria?
1: Nancy? Did we lose everybody? Yes, I'm here. No, I'm here.
4: Okay, you want to pray? Okay. Okay. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this opportunity to come before you to pray with my sisters. Father, just to pray about so many things, but specifically about the targeting program, Father. You know how many people Lord God are being affected. How many people are just crying out to you on a daily basis, Father, for some relief, just seeking and growth Father, for for just some some sense of of relief, Father, just some some semblance of normalcy, Father. I just pray for them right now. Pray for us all, Father, right now. And I ask that you help us, Father, to just look to you, just to turn to you, Father. I thank you so much for every single person, Father, that, that you've um uh, that you bless Lord. I ask that you uh, pour a special uh, portion of the Holy Spirit upon them for discernment, Father, so so they can discern discern every person, Father, that they encounter, Lord. Uh help each individual father, they just Spirit, the Spirit, Father, pray and ask that you bless those who attack us, Father. Ask that you lift them up and just pour spirit of condemnation over them, Father, so that they'll know that what they're doing is wrong, Father, that they're shedding innocent blood, Lord, and harming innocent people, Father. And I ask that you help them, Lord God, to see the error of their ways, Lord, as you help us, Lord God, and just help us to see what we should be doing with our lives as well. We love you so much, Father, and say these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. And thank you. Oh, uh, we have Amy on the line. Amy, you want to say a prayer? Amy. Amy. Oh boy, why is this coming through? Give them a long time. They don't repair
5: In order for them to get to them, they must listen to their parents. you, have a lot of and I will the peace, or they
1: will
5: take our time. Our time. These children, now they don't want to, to that and we so listen to their parents because that's not a word, God. all the children, children around the world to listen to cool their parents cool. and the be a model for the future. And and not just that, bless the ghost to listen to and understand that there's something going on throughout in the world and give them discernment, give them peace, give them wisdom, give them understanding to know what it is that they need to do in this day and time. For what this is under the rulership of Satan and the things that Satan have in place that's working against God's people, binding rebuke uh, the stronghold on the minds of the people having them allow different things to go down in the world and don't even understand that it is wicked in high places that's behind these different operations worldwide. And it's a front to make people think that they have order when they have no order, they have no good in their hearts. To be, to do right to, to the people by the people. God, you bind up and break and bring down Satan's whole army, army forces. Where these individuals will no longer be able to be empowered to do the types of things that they have done to the people. Allow the children to learn their culture, background with with a good understanding and not have them in a position where they learn in somebody else's curriculum that they have said to them. Because you said God to be free you have to know the truth. A lot of people mind to be free by learning the truth worldwide. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen.
1: Amen. Now, do you want to pray Gloria? Well, sometimes I get a little mixed
5: up. Gloria, do you want to pray? No. did she pray?
1: I'm just,
3: I'm
2: disagreeing in prayer tonight.
1: Amen. Okay.
5: Okay, God. I, I have, I
2: have, okay. a, is, I have a question though. Um, you know, I know we are all targets, targets, and I'm just wondering, do you guys, are you guys, Getting
1: really targeted when the prayer starts. Or. Can, you, can you, You're Can coming in very well. Can you talk a little louder? Okay. Okay. I
2: know that we're all targets. Can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me a little
1: me? better, a little okay. better.
2: Okay. I was saying I know that we're all targets, and um, are, you, are you guys getting targeted when we're on the phone call or,
1: or how is it with you? Are you guys
2: being... Um, um, uh, you know, I mean, I get technical problems, and then that's, you know, now my mom out of nowhere has this this cold.
4: So I, I oh, find
2: okay. that spirit up. But, mm-hmm. um. Oh. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, that's one of the, you know, the, one of the tricks of Satan, I know. That is... Oh, yeah. That is... Um, this, Discouragement, so they may hit you. Well, Anne, I think Anne had to drop. They beat her up, but she keeps pressing on. I mean, that's that's just what the devil does, you know. But you think that you're getting more of a targeting when you're on the phone? Is that what's going on, Glory? Well, it, well, you know, I I just get it twenty four seven. But you know, um, that's why I, I don't want to be making a whole lot of noise and stuff because I'm I'm under shielding, so <laughs> so I'm trying to. You know, do trying to manipulate this stuff while I'm holding my phone. It's just a lot of stuff going on, that okay. I have to do but, but anyways, I'm 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 agreeing in prayer. Okay, thank you so much. All right, well, hi, thank hi. you enough. Okay, mother, you want to pray or you want to pray, pray? pray? All right, mother's gonna pray a little bit.
1: This is the secret. Just always like that. Like that? Right,
4: like right there. Ah, okay. okay. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, we come before thee for uh,
2: another day that you have given us, Lord. We glorify your name. We want to bless us individually and collectively. We thank you for this day, Lord. Glory to God. We glorify your name. We thank you, Lord, for being who you are for watching over us by day and by
4: night. Our whole family, Lord, we are thankful. We are grateful to you, Lord, that you keep us, you feed us, you have us breathing and doing your will. Glory to God. Bless Miriam, the home of all the families, Lord. In Jesus' name, we look to thee because we can depend on you, Lord. We are depending on you, Heavenly Father. We know
2: that even when we sleep, you watching with us. By day and by night, we
4: glorify you individually and collectively, from the youngest to the oldest, from the oldest to the youngest. Bless Mary Lord. Bless the Lord. Help the Lord. Continue to work with her in Jesus' name. Bless my family, each and every one of them, Lord. Help them to be strong in the Lord. Huh?
2: Gloria, uh, bless Amy, Camille, Amy, Amy, Camille, Nancy, Nancy Gloria, Gloria. bless all the families, and, and the mothers and the fathers, Lord. Elizabeth, <coughs> Elizabeth we thank you, Lord. All these names, we want you to
4: bless them, Lord, individually and collectively, Lord. You're watching over us even when we are sleeping, Lord. We thank you, Heavenly Father. By day and by night. Glory to God. Bless all family in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Amen. We thank God for healing. We gotta get rid of that uh that uh, I don't know what that is trying to come up with. Uh, we're gonna quickly look at we have two short quizzes and we're looking at lessons from the book of Job for those who suffer. Mm. Introduction and survey, the Old Testament book of Job is well known as one of the great pieces of literature. If you can't hear me well, please let me know. I won't know unless you tell me, and I'm trying to talk into the speaker. I hope I'm coming I in okay. I'll okay, uh-huh. okay, wonderful. Okay. The Old Testament book of Job is well known as one of the great pieces of literature to survive the ancient world. From a purely literary standpoint, it is a beautiful piece of work and poetic prose, relates captivating scenes of intense passion. It is properly a dramatic poem. It appears as a play on the stage with scene after scene, prologue, dialogue, throughout the body of the story in the epilogue. What makes it so intriguing is its message. It is the classic, it is a classic uh, form of writing, it sets out to establish the justice of God in his dealings with men. The problem of suffering is continually in view, and God's relation to human suffering appears always the pressing question. Does he manage this world well? What does our suffering say about God? But these are questions which find a happy answer. God is there even in suffering, and he is not being unjust or unloving, nor is he incapable of dealing with the problem of suffering. There are good and right explanations, important lessons to be learned. <clears throat> These lessons we learn through the experience of one man, Job. He is introduced to us as a of great piety. He was blameless and upright, and one who feared God and shunned evil, Job 1.1. 1, 1. The following verse goes further to explain that his piety was consistent even in his private home life. He did all he could to ensure the spiritual integrity of his entire family. He was also a man of great prosperity. His material holdings made him the greatest man of all the people of the East, Job 1.2. But in a series of dreadful events which came upon him in rapid succession, Job loses all of his wealth, all of his children, then his health, and then the support of his wife. Mm. Then Job's friends arrive on the scene with their counsel, trying to conceive how Job could suffer so. So they conclude that Job must be a terrible sinner. It was for them a simple matter of basic theology which reasoned something like this. First, God is obviously sovereign and, and in complete control of all that happens. Second, God is also just and holy. It very naturally follows, therefore, that if we are faithful, God will bless us. And if we are not faithful, God will withdraw that blessing. This was their theological position, and this was the comfort which they had to offer Job their reason. You are suffering terribly, therefore you must have sinned terribly. The main body of the book then consists of a series of three rounds of debate about this very issue, God's relation to suffering and his just punishment of sinners. And throughout the debate, someone has some background. If you could just turn off the background noise because coming in on the phone, please. And throughout the debate, while Job stands firm against their accusations, he obviously has lost their support. Later in the book, another friend appears on the. Scene. Boy, that, that background noise. Somebody's. Something is in the background. It's coming in on the call. Please. Um, I think you can hit star six if you want. He's a younger man. All right, later in the book, another friend appears on the scene. He's a younger man by the name Elihu. It is with Elihu that Job loses his argument. Elihu begins by turning to the older men and reminding them that old men are not always wise. That is to say, you may be old and respected, but in this you are wrong. But then he turns to Job and argues that while they are wrong, so is he. Job, so is he. Job, Elihu. Job Elihu argues has no right to speak as as he has either. You see, it seems that Job was in basic agreement with the theology of his friends. He agreed that God was both righteous and sovereign and that blessings should follow faithfulness. But there was for Job this great problem. He was convinced that he was faithful. There was nothing in him that warranted this suffering. Now, In point of fact, Job never denied that he was a sinner. Indeed, at the end of the book, somebody's TV. I mean, I hear somebody. Is it me?
4: Because
2: we don't have a TV on. Yeah, somebody's TV, please. Please, could you hit star six, please? Please hit star six if you have your TV going, because it's coming in. Yeah. Thank you. It's still there. Somebody's TV, please hit star six. Ella argues, He has no right to speak as he has either. You see, it seems that Job was in basic agreement with the theology of his friends. He agreed that God was both righteous and sovereign and that blessings should follow the faithfulness. But there was for Job this great problem. He was convinced that he was faithful. There was nothing in him that warranted this suffering. Now, in point of fact, Job never denied that he was a sinner in the the book he confessed. This is sin. But in reference to this suffering, he maintains he is innocent. He has served God faithfully. So there was. Wow. Maybe somebody fell asleep with the TV on. I don't know. So there was for Job only one conclusion God must be unfair. He is evidently an unfeeling tyrant who acts capriciously with his people. And what for his friends was indication of his sinfulness, suffering, was for Job a suggestion of God's injustice. Now, understand, Job never turns on God. Mm. Now, understand, Job never turns on God as such. He questions God. But he does not reject him. Job's words reflect a struggling faith. But it is faith nonetheless and not contentious unbelief. So we find Job summoning God to court, as it were. He wants to protest his case, argue his cause with God. But, of course, such a thought is staggering. Who can contend with God? God, Job realized, would simply overpower him. Argue with God? But this is his dilemma. He felt that he needed wow, he felt that he needed to argue with God, but he realized that he couldn't. He wished then for a mediator, someone who could take his cause to God for him so job job lost his wealth, his children, his health, the support of his wife i I gotta see what it's known. It's coming from my phone. So, Anne, Ann, Ann or Amy, who, who? Somebody I connected in. All right, know never to do this. Okay, I gotta mute my line. All right, that should help. Okay. All right, I think I got it.
4: Okay. Oh, oh I like it. Um where the, okay, here we go. So Job all right, it is difficult.
2: But so Job lost his wealth, his children, his health, the support of his wife and friends, and now he seems also to have more It is difficult to adequately appreciate the real horror of Job's circumstances. Physically, Job loses vast amounts of wealth and all of his children. All in a single day, Job himself is struck with a terrible disease which left him with awful boils all over his body. Socially, Job is brought from the most outstanding leader of his community to sit on in ash heap at the city dump. There he is alienated from his friends and family while unstealing Mavis taunts him with cruel thought, and even those who come to console him now turn on him. Spiritually, it seems he has been separated from his God. God remains hauntingly silent through the entire affair. He is evidently angry with his hope, and that without cause. And emotionally, we can only imagine the bitterness of Job's groanings of pain and troubled mind and spirit, the depth of his despair and loneliness. With all of this, we can very easily understand his desire to die. What are the lessons? But what is it we can learn from all of this about suffering? What lessons are there for us that may help us in our own times of grief? One, suffering often comes as a result of an unseen conflict in the spiritual world. Mm. What does that mean as it relates to the targeted individual program? Suffering often comes as a result of an unseen conflict in the spiritual world. That means that that devil is trying to rig up some souls. He's trying to take as many people with him as possible. And that's where you get this targeted individual program. It is a a spiritual war that's going on on the earth. There's demon forces trying to turn the lives of God's people upside down. All right, so suffering often comes as the result of an unseen conflict in the spiritual world. The first and perhaps most obvious lesson of the book of Job is this. Suffering often comes as a result of an unseen conflict in the spiritual world, there's no doubt. So, this TI program, to me, this means that this TI program is a result of an unseen conflict. There's a war going on in the spiritual world. Okay, we're children of God, and that devil is coming against God's people. One of the most striking and even frustrating things about Job's story, as we know, Is there something of his experience which he himself does not know? There's something very real going on about which Job and his friends are completely ignorant. Job really comes to the scene after the opening act. And in the opening act, we learn what gives rise to the whole incident. In the first scene, we find Satan before God, boasting of his success in the world. God responds by pointing to Job and his godliness and faithfulness. To which Satan replies with insulting and challenging accusations. He only serves you for what he gets out of it. Sure, he's faithful. Why shouldn't he be? Look at the wealth you have given him. And to prove Satan wrong, God takes Satan's bet. He gives permission to Satan to afflict Job in any way he chooses. Only he must not touch Job himself. That sounds like a T.I. Take everything away from a T.I. But don't touch... They're still in the land of the living. They have an assignment. It is, it is this that gives rise to Job's tr- troubles, and this is the point. Suffering often comes as a result of an unseen conflict in the spiritual world.
0: Mm.
2: This fits well with several other biblical passages re- regarding an angelic connection with the affairs of men. The Apostle Paul speaks of doctrines of demons, First Timothy 4. He says that our salvation is for the purpose of displaying God's glory to the angelic world, Ephesians 3.10. In fact, God's entire scheme of salvation is something that arouses interest on the part of the angels, 1 Peter, Peter 1. Now, the exact nature of this connection is a bit difficult to ascertain. Some have understood it in terms of the angelic marvel that God would, in his grace, redeem rebellious creatures, a grace unknown to the angelic world. Others have conjectured that in redeeming rebellious man, God is vindicating himself against the charge of injustice, a challenge brought against him by the fallen angels who cannot be redeemed. This is the sense to this view in which God, in human redemption, displays to the angels both his justice and his grace. But whatever the picture, whatever the but whatever the precise nature of this angelic connection and interest in the human race, it is clear that there is a spiritual warfare between God and Satan. To put it in God's own words, there's enmity between the seeds of Satan and the seeds. This is fifteen. Satan, and now he is on a furious rampage against God and all who are his. Revelations twelve ephesians six twelve Now this is not dualism in mad rebellion against God and unable to touch God himself. He goes after those who serve him. The battleground is what Bunyan called the city of man's soul. Satan is hard at work to keep men from God. Mm. Boy, this program here, the TI program, hmm. that's why you know that's what this program's all about—to keep men from God. Keep punching that devil in the eye and keep praying. TI, the God of this world blinds the minds of those who do not believe. Second Corinthians four, and He takes men captive at His own will. Timothy those who are lost belong to satan they are part of his kingdom and even after conversion satan may well realize that may well realize that he cannot take us away from god or take our salvation from us but he may be he may by oppression of various sorts steal from us the joy of our salvation he may prevent us from fully experiencing the blessedness of what we have in Christ In practical ways, he may tear us away from God, or as Calvin puts it, Satan may drive saints to madness by despair. You understand, I'm sure. And it is of this, you see, that Job and his friends were completely unaware. We saw it in the opening act, but they did not. Job is ignorant of all this. Job's ignorance of all this is reflected in Job 9.24, where he cries in frustration, if it is not God who is doing all this to me, then who is? We read that and feel like shouting to him on the stage, Job, it's not God, it's Satan. We at this point know more of Job's experience than he himself does. Now, the great question which so puzzled Job and his friends was a common question, why? For Job's friends, the answer to that question was found in Job's sinfulness, for Job, who knew he did not deserve such affliction, might be found in God's injustice. But what neither side was able to consider was that they were both wrong there There was another reason entirely: Job was not suffering because he had sinned; he was suffering because he had not sinned. It was not his unfaithfulness to God but his unfaithful but his faithfulness that had caused all this. It simply never occurred to Job that Satan had instigated this whole affair. He had challenged and made the bet. He had thrown down the gauntlet and wrongly accused Job before God. He does not really love you. He's only in it for the money. And now Job was suffering, not for his sin, but for God's honor and in order to shame him. We, Christians... Are accustomed to hearing about persecution. We know that as Christians, we will suffer at the hands of the world. And when that persecution comes, we're able to recognize it as such, and that enables us to better cope with it. But when we say sickness or when tra- sickness or tragedy come, like Job's, it is often more confusing. It seems so haphazard and without purpose. But the great lesson of Job is that even this may be persecution. It may be that because of faithfulness we have drawn enemy fire. Mm. Wow, faithfulness. Here yeah, most of that really love God in the midst. Wow. And, and that means that that devil is trying, you know, he's doing that because of the faithfulness we have. It may be that God has taken the challenge once again. And once again, he is silencing Satan by means of a worshiping sufferer. Mm. Our critics can say, for example, that preacher is in it only for the money, or that church member only attends the church for what he can get out of it, friendship, money, help. But when that person is seen in clutches of some awful struggle, yet bowing in humble worship before God, still loving and serving him faithfully, no one can say a word. It then becomes very evident that God's workings in that man's life are very deep and very real. Now, I don't want to deny that a person may be suffering as a result of the divine chastening. This, too, is taught in Scripture may also be that our suffering is merely a pedagogical tool in hands of the Father, who by suffering teaches us and shapes us into what we must be but it has struck me as very curious that it is often not the worst Christians, but the best ones who suffer the most. Indeed, it is this observation that is so frustrating to us. It does not fit any of our high-flown theology. We have no theological category for it, but the encouraging lesson of Job is that that in suffering, we are being put on display God has allowed Satan to come after us so that by it, his work in us will be shown to be real and Satan's mouth will be stopped. Ironically, we become the means of vindicating God before Satan. This lesson is immensely important for us to remember in the midst of our suffering. In light of all of this, our sufferings make sense. They serve a high and wonderful purpose. Number two, the inadequacy of human reasoning in the presence of tragedy and suffering. The second lesson we learn from Job's experience is of the inadequacy of human reasoning in the presence of tragedy and suffering. Again, this lies just on the surface of the story. What is the most obvious explanation for Job's suffering? Why? It is his sin, of course. This was what Job's friends thought, and it is what Job himself thought, although he resented it because it was unfair. But at the very outset, Job is vindicated from this charge. We are told explicitly that he was a just and upright and god fearing man. Then Job 1.1. The narrator carefully explains to us that it was not Job's sin, but his lack of sin that brought all of this on him. In other words, Satan was jealous of him. It was precisely because Job was a good man that he suffered so. Now, Job did not know all that we know. He did not see that opening act, but he knew that his friends were all wet. This is reflected in chapter 16 where he describes them as windbags. Their counsel was not able to satisfy him or give them any comfort. However, high and lofty was their theology. They could not speak to his situation. But Job's problem was that neither could he. He had no adequate answer for his problem. No explanation, just like the TI program. No explanation. How, what, you know, me and people, why would God allow it? Why would this, why would that? No reason. He could not explain his suffering. All through the book, we see Job grasping, looking, wishing, searching. So desperate is he that he finally, in frustration, he laments life and suggests that God unjustly punishing him. But it is always the problem, isn't it? This is always the great test. If only we could know why, if only we could see God's plan from beginning to end, this suffering would be more tolerable. And what gets us down is that our own reasonings are inadequate. Somehow we feel that if God would only let us, let us in on things, explain to us why he allows these bad things to happen to us. When we're trying so hard to serve him faithfully, so we could cope with the situation. But let's not. What he does instead is call us to trust him. Late in the book, God finally speaks and responds to Job's challenge to explain. To him. But he to what Job is rather why he. Did, so, you create the world? Did you make the rain? Who is it that controls many? Who creates and controls the great beasts and the lightning? That is to say, Job, are you really calling me into question? There is no part of the universe outside my authority. Do I really owe you an explanation? Would you really vindicate yourself by vilifying me? Does it really appear that I need you running this universe? You see the point? When you find yourself in suffering, do you still trust God, or do you feel that he owes you an explanation? It does no honor to God to trust him only when we understand fully what he is doing. Mm. That is not faith at all. It honors when we trust him implicitly. When with Job, we can say from the heart of love, though he slay me, yet I will trust him, Job 13, 15. This is what honors God. You see, God does not give us all the details, but he has given us more than enough information to trust him. Is he not the one who created us? Is he not the one who holds all things together? We can take it still further. Is he not the one who has saved us? Is he not the one who gave up his only son for us? Can we not find in him good reason for trust, even when we do not see his purposes? Lesson number two is very important and necessary to our success in trial. Our own reasonings are inadequate, but we have something better. We have God. Number three, God is sovereign and supreme over Satan and our suffering. The third lesson from Job's experience is a very obvious one also. It is this. God is sovereign and supreme over Satan and our suffering. The book does not explain all the methods of God and his rule over all creation. But did you notice at the beginning that Satan had to get permission? Did you notice that he had to report in, that he had to get permission to had to do more? Did you notice that prescribed limits were imposed on him? Pope's frustration was that things seemed so much so, and so much and he was if it is not God, who else could it be? But if we just that we shall stage, no, no, it's not stage, but not to where God has him on a leash. Isn't that just what we need someone to do for us? We need to remind that God is not
1: absent.
2: God God is not absent. We love to say that God is love, and when we say it, we refer, course, of course, to the cross. And what well, we should, the test of whether or not we believe that is you know, is God's beloved, can you believe that? Can you, in the midst of your worst day, say that God who loves me so much, that he sent his son to die in my The God who is my father, his great, good, wonderful, loving God is in firm control of the whole thing. I don't know what he is up to, but I know him, and I know he loves me, and I know that he is good, too good to do me wrong, and I know that he is wise, too wise to make a mistake. Now, without this truth, God's loving sovereignty over our suffering. We can understand well why people lose their minds in times of difficulty. That is one lonely, empty feeling. To feel that there really is no rhyme or reason or purpose would leave us in despair indeed. Be equipped with this truth. Is there anything we cannot face? Sickness comes to our house or death or financial collapse or whatever. Is there really any good reason for despair? Can it be reasonable or right for a Christian man or woman to fall apart and live in frustration day in and day out? It is incumbent upon us to look at heaven. God, I have no explanation for things as they are, but I bow before you and I take as from your hand whatever you allow. Nothing less is faith. We must read this book as God-loving people. Finally, we must read this book as Christians. That is, we must read it while we our New Testament glasses. Throughout the book, Job feels lost, lost in the maze of unanswered questions. Chiefest of his concern is his desire for God. This is why we hear him say things like, I knew where I might find him, hope that I had someone to go to him for me, and so on. And It is right here that we find ourselves giant steps ahead of him. He searched for a mediator, someone who could speak for both parties. We have the mediator, and we know him is Jesus Christ. Job wanted someone who would not only plead his case but sympathize with him. We have him, and he is the one who was in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. He is touched with the feelings of our infirmities, and so he invites us to come boldly before the throne of grace and we're, and their firm grace to help in time of need. At this point, there is a world of difference between us and Job. We have the revelation of Christ who was told, who has told us and shown us His great and undying love, he has told us that through him we have direct access to the Father, and he has told us that we may and should come to him with every problem we face and there find him not only sympathetic but full of grace and mercy perfectly suited to our specific needs. With that advantage over Job, Job's faith is all the more remarkable, and ours is all the more reasonable conclusion, there are then reasons for our suffering that we may not know, but there is a God whom we do know, whose rule is unchangeably firm over all circumstances of life, whose God is unchangeably good and gracious. Through Jesus Christ, we know him, and knowing him, we may trust him implicitly. Mm, that is the reading of the night, and that is lessons for those who suffer from the Book of Job. Any questions all right, well, let's take a look at the quiz
1: is anybody
2: we 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 study this book for a little while, and um. I didn't even know this answer, so um, don't feel bad. If you want to take the the guess, you can. Um, The Bible's not something easy to memorize. All right, quiz Job. In what land did Job live? Anybody? What land did Job live? Was it Oz, Id, Uz, or Ur? I don't remember where this was, probably in the beginning again. In what land did Job live? Oz, Id, Uz, Uz, uz or U-R? U-R. I think
3: it's Ur. Ur, U-R.
2: Yeah, I think U-R too, guys, and I was wrong. The correct answer is U-Z, Uz. Uz? Oh, okay. U-Z, huh. U-Z. Museum. How many children did Job lose in a storm? How many children did Job lose in a storm? Um, I got this one wrong too. All right, let me give you the choices. How many children did Job lose in? A storm? Six, eight, seven, uh,
3: twelve. Six, eight I'm sorry, that was breaking up, so I couldn't even hear.
2: How many children did Job lose in a storm? Six, eight, ten, or twelve?
1: How many children did? Job lose in a storm? Uh, That's all. One verse two
2: verse 18 and verse
1: 19. The first for us is over
2: one one. Let me just go through Joe one one real quick. An unexpected one. Oh, oh, I'm buying that cold. I
1: don't
2: know. <laughs> mom, I went to the gym and came back and now she has a cold. All right, Job 1-1, let me just get this. Um, uh, it's the man's of yeah, uh, Job 1-1, is it in the it a- right. He said God and shunned it. All right, so once I have that. Let's take a look at question two, which is question two. Okay, that's it. How many children did Job lose in a storm? Job 1, verse 2. Ten. It was, it was ten. Ten is correct. The correct answer is ten. Excellent. Okay. And that's Job 1, verse 2, or verse 18 and 19. Question three. What kind of disease? I couldn't believe I got this wrong. I felt like, oh, jeez, do I have to read this one a long time? What kind of disease struck Job? I said, "Well, let me read the choices." <laughs> Ooh, boy, I got <laughs> Uh-uh, I
1: don't know what this came from. I rebuke it in the. Name well,
2: I know you. he had the boils. He
1: had the
2: boils. That is the correct answer. I put leprosy. What kind of disease? Said leprosy, blindness, madness, or boils? I put leprosy. The answer is boils. And that answer is located at uh, what kind of disease struck Job? That's in Job two seven. Question number four: Who told Job in his troubles to curse God and die? Yeah, but, yeah, somebody sure did tell him that. They was fed up with this. Who told Job in his trouble to curse God and die? His wife, Eliphaz, Satan, or his servant? Who told Job in his what? troubles to curse God and die? That's an easy one. His wife. His wife. His wife, correct. His
1: wife.
2: His wife. She was mad. Nobody understood what was going on. That's in Job two nine. Job two nine. All right, question five who attempted to comfort job in his distress his friend who attempted let me read the choices who attempted to comfort job in his distress his wife, his friends, God or no one his friend they <laughs> said. Not him, but they were giving him wrong advice. They was like, "You somewhere, somewhere you did something wrong." Just like they treat T.I., you did something wrong, uh uh-uh, uh honey. Something, something you did something. Mm hmm. And they they try to comfort you when they, they gave him bad advice because he didn't do anything wrong. It was a challenge of Satan. It was a war. It was a war going on, and God allowed this to happen. For Job to prove himself, and he was blessed. You know, he was rewarded. It, it, it happened for him to be in the book of the Bible for us to know the schemes of the devil. To know that the devil will do things against God's people. Sometimes it's to prove our faithfulness. Sometimes God allows it for our purging. I mean, He just doesn't have to tell us. We have to. It says we have to know that He's sovereign. So who? told you, uh who, I don't know, who attempted to comfort Job in his distress, his wife, friends, God, or no one?
1: Somebody said it.
2: His friends. His friends is correct, and that is in Job 2, verses 11 through 13. They tried to comfort him, but they were wrong. It was his friends. I put no one, (laughs) but it was his friends. All right. Which of these was not one of Job's friends? Which of these was not one of Job's friends? And this is in Job 2, verse 11. Anybody, well, you know what, before we give the answer, why don't somebody read Job 2, verse 11, so we get it correct together. Which of these was not one of Job's friends? I will read the choices. Somebody can go to Job 2, verse 11. And which of these was not the Job's friends? I would have never got this correct, because I thought this person was his friend. Which of these was not one of Job's friends? So far, Bill Dad, Ella Lou, or Ella Fade? So far, Bill Dad, Ella who, or Ella Size, E-L-I-P-H-A-Z, A-Z. Which of these are one of Job's friends? So far, Bill Dad, Ella who, or
1: i'm
2: glad <laughs> Which of these was not one of Job's friends? Job 2.11. Anybody? Mm-hmm. Anybody got Job 2.11? Mm-hmm. Right over here. I don't
1: know.
2: I not No, no, it's okay. I don't know where that call is coming from. Anybody looking up Job two eleven? Let me see. I'm sure I have it here. Okay. Yeah, I see it. Do you want me to read it? Go ahead. Yes.
3: Okay. When Job's three friends, Eliphaz the Temanite,
2: Bildad the Shuite, and Zophar, I'm sorry. You didn't, You the beginning part. I don't know what happened. It didn't come in. But could you start all over? Go ahead. Sure. When Job's three friends
3: Eliphaz, the Timonite, Bildad, the Shuhite, and Zophar, the Namathite, heard about all the troubles that had come upon him. They set out from their homes and met together by agreement to go and sympathize with him and comfort him.
2: Okay. Thank you. So which one of these was not one of Job's friends? Elihu? it's Elihu, correct, Elihu. Right, the correct answer is Elihu. Okay, excellent. Job's friends kept vigil with him in silence for how long? Job's friends kept vigil with him in silence for how long? Job
1: 2.13. you not correct. Job's in for how long? Job two thirteen.
2: Seven days and seven nights. Seven is correct. Excellent. Good. Job's friends kept vigil with him in how long? Twenty four hours, three days, seven days, or forty days? And correct answer is seven days. Job opened his mouth and cursed the day. Then what did he wish? Job opened his mouth and cursed the day, then what did he wish? That he could die, that he could sleep, that he had never been born, that he could be healed. That is in that he would never be born. Job opened his mouth and cursed the day that then then what did he wish? Job really cursed his But he gave it Somebody said the right answer. What is that? That he would never be born? Somebody said, what? huh? That he would never be born? Never born? That was it. That was correct. He wished mm-hmm. that he had never been born. Job 3, verses 1 to 3. Correct. Excellent. How many sons and daughters were born to Job after his suffering? These are, and that's in Job forty-two thirteen. And these are the choices. Oh boy, wait
4: a minute.
2: How many? How many sons and daughters did Job after his suffering? Was it five sons and three daughters? Seven sons and three daughters. Three sons and five daughters. Ten sons and ten daughters. Seven sons and three daughters. Seven sons and three daughters. And three
4: daughters. Correct. Excellent.
2: Seven sons and three daughters, and that is in Job 42.13. 42.13, correct. All right, and the next one is in 42.16 and 17. How much longer did Job live after his suffering? How much longer did Job live after his suffering? That's Job 42.16 and 17. This is about 85 years, 100 years, 120 years, or 140 years. 140 years. 140 years is correct. Excellent. 140 years is correct. Take this there. Take this number. Please, Ronnie. Yes, hundred is, is correct Thank you. Now, one more short quiz. now, this one they do this applause thing <laughs> okay. What was said about job's character? This is in job one what was said about job's character a eschewed evil b fear God, C, perfect, D, upright, or E, all of the, all of the above? Fear God and
1: S- ends evil? S- Breaking up. It's true it's, it's all- to actually do, do it.
2: Deli- shoot means deliberately avoid abstain from He is stay- abstains from evil avoided evil so what was said about job's characters in job one once he stayed away from evil, he feared God, he was perfect and he was upright so the correct answer is e all of the, all of the above right okay this answers in job one verse twenty. What did Job do when his asses, camels, oxen, and sheep were taken? Again, what did Job do when his asses, camels, oxen, and sheep were taken? Job 1.20. He doubted God. He got bitter. He wept. He worshipped or none of the above?
1: He worshipped. Oh,
2: what happened here? I can't. Worship is, all right, you have, uh, worship is correct. You have um, 120 there, Job 120? Yeah. Go ahead and read it, please. All right. At this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved
3: his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship.
2: Worship is correct. Excellent. Good. This one is in Job 121. Job one verse twenty one twenty two. What did Job say when all this happened? In Job one verse twenty one twenty two. What did Job say when all this happened? He said, All things work together for good that love the Lord. He said, Naked come I out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return there? He said, The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away, blessed be the name of the Lord. B or B and C? I say it was,
4: I don't have that verse in front of me. What happened?
2: B and C. I
4: would no. B and C?
2: They out of my, uh, do you have Job 121? What happened to this? Yeah. Let me, let me do this page.
1: Oh, man. What
2: happened to this page? Oh, they took the whole quiz away. Wait a minute, I gotta find it. Wait oh no!
3: The, the only thing quiz. I heard that I I didn't see is the uh, all things
1: work together for good. The others uh, he did say.
2: What did Doban say when all this happened? Okay. Um, I say I say C. Oh C the wrong answer. The correct answer is E. It was B and C. Somebody C said B and C? C. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Naked came out 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 of my mother's womb and naked shall I return there? And the Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I knew it was C, but I didn't know it was B. Okay. How did Satan smite Job? Job 2, verse 6 through 8. How did Satan smite Job? Blindness, deafness, headaches, leprosy, none of the above. Let me get it out. I think I know it, but I want to pull it up here. Yeah, you know it because we did this in the other quiz. How did Satan smite Joe? Joe, Blindness, deafness, headache, leprosy, or none of the above? None of the above. None of the above. Because what
3: you say was? With bowl, boils. Boils. Uh, boils. Right.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
1: Okay. I'm still cool. I don't know
4: what's causing it.
2: Let me hear something goes. All right. What questions... Let's see. Okay. What questions did Joe's life ask him? In June nine?
1: what questions did Joe's
2: act ask... Did
1: you still retain your... In-
2: in- in- You're breaking up. I can't, I can't more, hear you. none of the above. I couldn't what, hear quest- what question did Job's wife ask him? Oh, you know what? I forgot I had the rest of these people muted because of all that noise. Oh, boy. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah. I had muted my other line. Oh, yeah, if anybody on that other one wants to join in, just that I had all that background noise. I had oh. Um, Amy you still with us? It says fifty four morning. You still here? See that I couldn't deal with while reading. But okay. Um but
4: Listen to that noise.
2: Okay. Um what question did Job's wife ask him? Job two nine. Did do you do you still retain your integrity? What will we do? Why did all this happen? All of the above or none of the above? You still retain
3: your integrity?
2: Wow, yes. Excellent. A is correct. Do you still retain your integrity? And um, you have Job two nine here.
3: Yeah. Dad, do you want to read it? Sure. His wife said to him, "Are you still maintaining your integrity? Curse God and die."
2: Mm. She was mad. Yeah, I gotta turn mm-hmm. that line. Yeah, she was mad. Oh yeah. All right. Anyone on my 929, Amy, if you need to call me or Anne, call me on the 516 because I I had to mute that line. Somebody got some TV going. Okay, we're almost done. Here we go. Um, So, yeah, she was mad. She said, Do you still retain your integrity?
5: All right, Mm -hmm. how
2: long did Job's three friends sit down with him on the ground and not speak a word to him? Job 2, verse 12 and 13. How long did Job's three friends sit down with him on the ground and not speak a word to him? Job 2, verse 12 and 13. Not a minute, three days, seven days, a month, or a year. How long did Job's three friends sit down with him on the ground and not speak a word to him? Job 2, verse 12 and 13. Seven days. 7 days good you want me really okay both 12 <laughs> and 13 or just 13 uh job
4: 2 12 13 12 to 13
3: when they saw him from a distance they could hardly recognize him they began to weep aloud and they tore their robes and sprinkled dust on their heads then they sat on the ground with him for 7 days and 7 nights no one said a word to him because they saw how great his suffering was.,
2: mm, seven days, wow, yeah there was, and nobody could figure out what was going on. okay, what did job say had come upon him job three twenty four what did job say had come upon him job three twenty four through twenty six did he say it was depression, loneliness, pain, sorrow, the thing? Which he greatly feared. I think it's he. Okay. The thing that he greatly feared. The thing that he greatly feared, yes. Yeah. What did um. dope thing had come upon him. What I All feared right? has come
3: upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me.
2: Mm. So he, he feared what? Poverty? Sickness? And not hearing from God? What? hello yeah that means what what does it mean to you I think it means it was poverty sickness and not healing from God that's what he was saying came upon him the thing which he greatly feared hmm yeah, yeah. It was a ti. Oh, yeah. Hold on, just a moment. Sorry about that. Hold on, Okay. Ooh, it's hot in here. Was your tooth bothering you? What? Your tooth bothering you? No. Okay. All right. Let's. We're gonna move right on. It's hot, right? Yeah, you hot? I'm burning up. I'll probably just open up the window some. I have um we have just two more.
1: All right. I
2: don't hold up the whole quarter Let me get this one. This is Job seven verse five. Let me uh pull that up.
1: Where is it? Job. Job.
2: 7, verse 5. let leave it
4: on Job 7. Okay. I keep putting it I do like All right.
2: Job 7, verse 5. My flesh is clothed with worms and clods of dust. My skin is broken and become loathsome. My flesh is clothed with worms and clods of dust, my skin is broken and became loathsome. Ugh. Jesus Okay, minute, question. What did Job say? No. What was the uh what was the condition of Job's flesh? Clothed with worms and clods of dust, petrifying, skin broken and loath- loathsome, all of the above or A and C. And that's gonna be a uh, The next one is Job 8, verses 1 and 2. Job 8. Let's go to the previous chapter next. Job 8, verses 1 and 2. Then answered Bildad the Shuhite and said, How long wilt thou speak these things? And how long shall the words of thy mouth be like a strong wind? Then answered Bildad the Shuhite and said, How long wilt thou speak these things, and how long shall the words of thy mouth be like strong wind?" All right, let's see the question. To what did Bildad compare Job's words? fire, a strong wind, death, or life, or none of the above? And that would be a strong wind. Oh, boy, there's more. Okay. This one is Job thirteen fifteen. You all right, mother? I don't know where
4: this cold comes from. Didn't go outside. This is ridiculous. <sighs> all
2: right, Job thirteen verse fifteen. Let's see, Job. Oh, yeah. this thing messed up here. All right, Job. This is good. next chapter? That is Job 13, 15. Job 13, 15. Though he slay me, yet I will trust him, but I will maintain mine own ways before him. Though he slay me, yet I will trust him, but I will maintain mine own ways before him. The question is, how did Job declare his trust in God? Blessed is the man that makes the Lord his trust. O oh, Lord my God, in thee do I put my trust. The dust shall live by faith. Though he slay me, yet I will trust him. Or oh, none of these. <laughs> that's where this quiz comes with so those tears when you get it correct. For so, though he slay me, yet I will trust him. Mm. All right, what did Job say his friends were? Job 16, verse
1: 1 to 2. Are you back?
2: my lovely um participant. Who is that? Was that Gloria or Camille? Camille? You know that you know that was me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Gloria, Gloria, I'm sorry. You back? I'm sorry about that. That's okay. I've
0: been, here. I've been listening. Uh-huh. Okay,
2: you wanna I do you, you you're the you wanna do um Job 16, one and two?
4: You want me to read that?
1: Just one
2: second. Uh, okay. Um, what is the yeah. one and six? Job okay. uh Job sixteen one and two. Gloria, did you used to sing? Because uh, uh, you told me you're singing. Were you a gospel singer? Yes, I was sung in my church. Wow. In the, church, in the church choir. And, you know, well, and I did have a a, a singing group before
3: that,
0: but, yeah.
2: One day you're going to bless us with a nice little, maybe you come up with a nice little T.S. on, <laughs> passing the test, making it through the fire.
5: Oh, sure. I
2: would
4: love to do that one day.
2: Yeah. I remember in the, when this first happened, Aaron reminds sit on this phone, girl we both listen to Shirley Caesar, and we had to just listen to songs of faith because we couldn't believe this was happening.
1: Right, right.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: That's what brought me through, I'm telling you.
1: And
2: we're talking 2000 and, what was this, Five, six, seven. So this has been a long time, for about two, three years. Oh yeah, two three years we had really? to just we've been we've been doing this for a while. We we switched up, but you know, yeah, we used to we did gospel for a good minute initially. You know, we didn't have enough sense to do Bible study. We progressed in it, but we would just you know, I had enough sense to buy all right. in our right mind well, that God you know can make a way. Exactly. Well, well, what I was asking is, how do you guys get targeted? Is it just through through you know? Do you get targeted like you know physical stuff, or do you get targeted with the gang? Mine is more so um, the uh, uh, income lynching and legal abuse. Any type of any type of finance I have is just you know I I, I just some type of some debt collector. There's a, this, this is a curse to, you know, to make sure I do not have finances. However, when I did work, when I was working as a teacher, every job they wanted to get rid of me from, they assaulted me with the electronic weapons. And that's why when I found, I found Elizabeth Adams first, when I found Elizabeth, it just brought closure because I knew they were doing something to me in the night, but I could not explain what it was. And when I saw the words electronic harassment, electronic assault, electronic torch, I was like, B-I-N-G-O, that's what they did. Right. They get someone out of a job, this is what they will do in the night. This is what they'll do. And they do that so the person can't sleep, and then they can't get to work. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
3: And then if you, mm-hmm. work, you can't perform. You
2: can't write because you didn't write. Right. It was the sweet, sweet Deborah. And for me, mm-hmm. never. Yeah. Just kind of breaking
1: up. Can you hear
2: me? Can you hear me?
4: Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, for me, not to meet this, never had met this group, and these people are talking about sleep deprivation and electronic assault. And I knew when I was in Rochester, New York, someone tried to tell sleep deprivation, and I couldn't explain the assault. But when I saw electronic mm-hmm. stuff, I was like, that's what they did to me. Okay. I knew okay.
5: what it was,
2: yeah. I, once, I, once I found this community, and as as I did the reading, that's when I, I started reading about psychological programming, LSD. They did all of that to me.
3: Yeah. Well, well you know, tonight, I'll be listening to Brian um video. It was a three hour. Did you do that? Was that you? To who? Did you do the show, did you do the show where Brian came on?
1: Brian too. Um, I did so many
2: writing. shows. I think I interviewed okay. Brian too. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, this, this well, this guy, he's he's a former uh, DOD worker, and um, and he just he just laid everything out. You know, he went down the line. You know. You up? Let me. You breaking up? Come on, my phone. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they don't want us to communicate. <laughs> anyway. He worked with um, uh, the guy that created the, 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 the this, this targeting program, and the guy, you know, explained all that to him. It's a really good video. It's like three hours, though, but but it's really good. It lays a lot of things out about you know the different ways that they target us. So, but, and you know, and some people they don't they don't get it as bad as as another person. You know. It's, that's what I was asking. Some people are just, you know, physical, you know, and then, you know, they don't get the. What I mean is, it's um, the electronic weapons,
1: and then some people is just the game
4: stopping. You know.
2: Yeah, I can't. You can that other. Okay. Yeah, that that other line has too much static. Can you hear me? I can hear you good now. Yep. You can you can hear me All right, we only have. One more questions. You want to finish this up, and then we could talk a little bit.
0: Okay. okay.
2: All right. Um, were you? What were you reading? Job. Oh no, we haven't. Job sixteen and one. Right. What did Job say his friends were? So. Uh, 16 and one. one to two. mm mm-hmm. Okay. Then Job answered and said. I know. All right. What did Job say? His friends, were false prophets, hypocrites, miserable miserable comforters? Can you imagine? He said, y'all are miserable comforters. They're sitting there trying to tell him something wrong. And it's it's so so much, I mean, people can hurt you. I mean, I, I sat with these excellent recommendations and, and, and well, not recommendations, uh, evaluations, and people try to act like, you know, that's why you can't, you know, mm-hmm. keep a job. It, it's just, ugh. Yeah, I know. I, I yeah. I know. yeah, it's horrible.
1: Yeah, horrible. alright right.
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
2: And to think that Job's story was left here to help mankind understand when these types of crimes fall on them, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, Job 19, 26. If you want, me to, you want me to read it or you don't mind reading. Um, I'll read it. Uh. Okay, Job 19, verses 25 and 26. And the question is, how did Job declare his faith in a resurrection? How did Job declare his faith in the resurrection? Job 19, verses 25, 26. These are the choices. How did Job declare his faith in the resurrection? Yet in my flesh shall I see God, or I will arise, or God be my soul. How to declare his faith in the resurrection.
1: It says, For, for yet,
2: yeah. do you want to read 25, 26? Or you just want me to answer that? No, read it for me, please. Job 19, oh, verses oh. 25, to 26. Okay, so it says, For I know that my Redeemer lives, lives and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth, and though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. Excellent. Okay, so that's the answer then. How did Job declare his faith in the resurrection? After my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God? All right. What did Job esteem more? Huh?
4: My Okay.
1: What did Job?
2: What did Job have more than food? Family, friends, God's word, health? I would hope it's God's word. I don't know. It's in Job twenty-three, twelve. Okay. It was the
1: word.
2: It's God's word. Yes, it is. Okay, we can move on. Mm-hmm. That was correct. With what did Job make a covenant? Job 31, 1. With what did Job make a covenant? Job 31, 1. His ears that he would not listen to gossip. His eyes that he would not think on a maid. His feet that he would not walk in the ways of the ungodly. His mind that he would not think evil. All of the above. I'm going to try all of the above. All of the above is wrong. I knew, I knew it. I knew it was this one. I sh- I read it. His eyes. All right. What? Did, huh? His eyes. That mm-hmm. he would not think of a maid on a maid. Correct. Correct. is <laughs> correct. His eyes that he would not think on a maid. Excellent. Why was Elihu at first afraid to give his opinion? Job thirty two six seven. Why was Elihu at first afraid to give his opinion, Job thirty two six seven, 7, because he was young, because of his lack of education, because he was not eloquent, A and B, or B and C?
1: I think it's because he was young, but hold on just a moment. Um, I thought Elihu was old. No, I think he's young. As a matter of fact, do you want me to read 6 and 7?
5: Yes, Job 32. Okay.
3: Uh, Elihu's son, uh, Barakel, the Buzite said, I am young in years, and you are old. That is why I was fearful, not daring to tell you what I know. I thought age should speak,
2: advanced years should teach wisdom. Also oh, then the answer is A, because he was young. Yes. Correct. It says, Why was Elihu at first afraid to give his opinion? Wow, he was because he was young. Okay, thank you. All right, this wow. is Job thirty eight. Ooh, this is thirty eight verses one to forty one. We just gonna have to find this answer. On what subjects did did God question Job? On what subjects did God questioned Job, uh, Job 38, but verses 1 to 41. Here are the choices. On what subjects did God question Job? The earth, the weather, the stars, the animals, all of the above. I'm going to try all of the above. I, I think all it's of all the of the, the above, t- too. I think it's all of the Yeah, all of the above is correct. Okay. From where did God speak to Job? a burning bush, a cloud, a still small voice, a whirlwind, none of the above. This is Job 40, verse 6. From where did God speak to Job? Chapter 40, verse 6. A burning bush, a cloud, a still small voice, a whirlwind, none of the above. <sighs> um, I would have said... I was gonna say it's either the burning bush or the still small voice. I'm saying the storm.
4: Maybe a whirlwind is considered a storm.
2: Anybody's got Job forty verse six?
4: Yeah. Go ahead. Read it please. Uh
1: then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. Um, from where did Job out of the out of the storm? It's a storm. I think that might mm-hmm. be the
3: whirlwind.
2: So, I... No, it's, 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 oh, it has to be. All right. Oh, right. It is the whirlwind. Right. Because
0: mm-hmm.
2: so I put none of the above and they said, that you It was the whirlwind. Okay. What animal moved its tail like a setter? What animal moved its tail like a setter? Am I pronouncing that right? Setter? C E D A R? A cedar? Cedar. What animal, cedar. what is it? What is a cedar? I thought a cedar was like wood, like a cedar mm. type of wood. I don't know. What animal moves its tail like a cedar? That's a long one, so we're just going to have to get the answer. That's uh, Job 40, verses 15 to 24. But let me do the educational thing and put in uh, cedar
4: and see what that is.
2: Cedar is widely recognized as one of the most sophisticated treatment programs in the nation, aren't No. Cedar, Home Depot? I
1: don't understand.
2: Yeah. I'm not getting a clear definition. Cedar from Wikipedia. Let's see. Is the common name for cedar wood used for different trees that grow different parts of the world? That's cedar what I may also to yeah. uh-huh. a genus of coniferous kind of trees in the plant family. Um, so it's a type of wood. So what animal moves its tail like a type of wood? What animal moves its tail like a type of wood? Was it the behemoth, the elephant, the hippopotamus, the levithon, or the unicorn? I remember reading about the leviathon. Uh, it's saying that. here, it looks like it's the
3: behemoth. Okay, it looks like it's the behemoth.
2: Behemoth, yes. It is the behemoth. Uh, you read the scripture there? hmm. It's I right it in 15. Too.
3: Look at the behemoth which I made along with you and which feeds on grass like an ox. And it says, what strength it has in its loins, what power in the muscles of its belly. Its tail sways like a cedar. The sinews of its thighs are close-knit. Its bones are tubes of bronze. Its limbs like rods of iron. It ranks first among the works of God, yet its maker can approach it with its with its sword. The hills bring it the hills bring it their produce, and all the wild animals play nearby. Under the lotus plants it lies, uh, hidden among the reeds in the marsh. The lotuses conceal it in their shadow. The poplars by the stream surround it. A raging river does not alarm it. It is sincere, right, it is secure, though the Jordan should surge against its mouth. Can anyone capture it by the eyes or trap it and pierce its nose? Mm,
2: Okay. Oh, what happened? Okay. So that was the uh, behemoth, okay, for the behemoth. All right. Okay, we're almost done. We're at I got two more. And the Behemoth, let me just say, is a beast. Is a beast mentioned in Job forty, fifteen to twenty-four. Suggested identities range from a mythological creature to an elephant, hippomotamus, rhinosaurus, or buffalo. Some creationists believe it to be a description of a sauropod due to its tail being described. As like a cedar tree, metaphorically, the name has come to be used for an extremely low but a powerful entity. OK. All righty, two more. And um, what caused the deep to boil? Job 41, verse 31. What caused the deep to boil? I don't even understand that. What caused the deep to boil? Job 41:31. Was it the behemoth, the elephant, the hippopotamus, the leviathan, or the unicorn? Uh, Anybody? Job 41, verse 31. What caused the deep to boil? Okay.
3: I have it. Did you want me to read
4: it? Yes.
3: Okay. It makes the depths. Churn like a boiling cauldron And stirs up the sea Like a pot of ointment
2: So what caused the deep To boil? A behemoth Elephant, Hippopotamus A, a leviathan, or a unicorn
3: oh, okay well maybe it's Maybe it's the ones Before it and after it Let me just a moment here Fourth one
2: uh, Chapter 41 verse 31
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, it's not
2: saying in that verse. What what, what were the uh, answers? What caused the deep to boil? I don't know. The question, what caused the deep to boil? Was it the behemoth, the elephant, the hippopotamus, the leviathan, or the unicorn?
3: I would see it probably with the bed moth. It doesn't specifically say here, though.
2: The answer is Leviathan. I wonder how did they get that? You mean the Wilson. Leviathan?
4: Levi, Levi. Okay. Is the hmm. Le- Leviathan? I think that. Hold on, just a moment here.
2: And that's not in thirty-one. Uh, it's not Job, 31. Job
3: 41. I mean 41, yeah. 41, 31, right? Are you reading the King James, Job 41? I'm not reading the King James. That's
1: probably why. All right.
2: Job 41, 31. He maketh it the deep to boil like a pot. He maketh it the sea like a pot of ointment. I don't see where it Maybe that's yeah. what a leviathan does? And we just did no, know the definition for leviathan? Oh, spell that for me? That leviathan? L E Z I A T H A N. Oh, it's another sea monster referenced in the Tanaka or the Old Testament. The word has become synonymous with any large sea monster or creature in literature. It refers to great whales, and in modern Hebrew, it simply means a whale. It is okay. described extensively in the book of Job 41, and it's mentioned in Job 3 8. Okay. It's a huge creature reference in the Old Testament. Okay, I don't see how that was, it doesn't really say it there, but that's okay. So we learned, we got a vocabulary. So we learned two two beasts. Leviathan is like a whale, and the behemoth is like a, what was it? A beast. I think you said a beast. What, it, like, they're both beasts. What was the behemoth like? It had that heavy tail. Right. And the leviathan's like a whale. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the leviathan is what caused the deep to boil. All right, when did God give to Job twice as much as he had before? This is Job 42, verses 10 to 13. When did God give Job twice as much as he had before? After he prayed for his friends? No. Just before he died? No. When he fasted? No. When he repented? Yes. Mm No. Oh, I'm wrong. The correct answer was A, after he prayed for his friends? What was that? Job 42. Job 42, 10 13. Okay. I could have sworn it was after he realized that by questioning God, he was questioning, you know, it was after he repented, I thought. Excuse me, Job forty two thirteen. He had also seven sons and three daughters. Wait a minute. The Book of Wait, Job forty two
3: ten. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before.
2: Mm. Okay. The restoration of Job's prosperity. I'm just going to read that, that whole thing to the bottom as, as a closing statement for us. As we look for our nightmare, this captivity, this imprisonment, to end the restoration of Job's prosperity. For us, be the restoration of our prosperity of our freedom to do God's will without constraint. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. So we know we're going to continue praying for our friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then came there unto him all his brethren and all his sisters and all they that had been his acquaintance before. And they did eat bread with him in his house. And they bemoaned him and comforted him. Over all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him, every man also gave him a piece of money and every one an earring of gold. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning, for he had 14,000 sheep and 6,000 camels and 1,000 yoke of oxen, 1,000 she-asses. He had also seven sons and three daughters. After he called the name of the first Jemiah, and the name of the second, Keziah, and the name of the third, Kerenhepah. And in all the land were no women found so fair as the daughters of Job, and their father gave them inheritance among their brethren. After this lived Job 140 years. He saw sons and sons, son, Stephen, for a generation. So Job died being old and full of days. His father was better than his beginning. God, we just thank you for the story, the book of Job. We thank you, God, that we get a better understanding how he was chosen to be put in the Bible for the benefit of generation and generation and generation of men and women to understand that God's faithfulness, God's sovereignty never changes. Suffering is a very difficult thing to deal with, God. But you have led us to get a better understanding of such, and we thank you, God. And we're going to stand on your word, Heavenly Father, that you are all sovereign. I don't care what that devil tries to make us think. We know that you have all power, Heavenly Father. And we've all had a special experience with you, Heavenly Father, that can, I know for myself, that could just never allow us to turn away, even if we wanted to we know that the reason we're in the land of the living right now is because of your divine order and your divine allowance. So, God, we're asking you, Heavenly Father, to help us advance this kingdom of God and do your work more fervently, more diligently, God, to break, this, break us away from this t- targeted individual program, to dismantle it. Give us a chance, Heavenly Father, to advance the kingdom of God and use the targeted individuals to advance the kingdom of God, Heavenly Father. By breaking the bondage of this sick program, I bind up the spirit of electronic torture and I bind up everything associated with income assassination and ruination, Heavenly Father. God, we just thank you, God, that we know the windows of heaven are soon to be open, God. But in the meantime and in between time, keep us, Heavenly Father, under your wings, with that hedge of protection, doing your work and your will, Heavenly Father. God, we give you the praise. We thank you, God, for the quiz and the better understanding of the book of Job and the whole idea of suffering. And we learned that it was a challenge that Satan has against God's people. But I think one of the main ideas was to understand that suffering, the beginning of this lesson was the reading, what is suffering? said something to the extent that it was a spiritual war, something we cannot understand. That is this sick program. It's a spiritual war, and we thank you, God, that you've given us a way, a countermeasure to not go crazy behind this sick program that we can stand on your word, Heavenly Father, and understand that we're not dealing with an earthly type of thing. We're dealing with something that is spiritual. So, God, we thank you for and understanding and giving us just countermeasures, ways to continue to look up how to win spiritual warfare, how to win, how to break a curse. How we, we, We've got ways to deal with this. We're not going to sit here and depend on the earthly realm solely. We're going to do what we can on the earthly realm, but, God, we know that you're the earthly, the spiritual realm controls the earthly realm, and that's why we're coming to you first and foremost, Heavenly Father, for you to guide and direct our earthly steps to turn this program upside down. And those targeted individuals to God have felt shunned and cannot understand what's going on and have turned atheist, agnostic, in all kinds of ways that so they don't have clarity and understanding. God, we're praying for them, Heavenly Father, that you bring them into the kingdom of God, that you have divine encounters with them, to let them know that you are alive and well and that the devil cannot have them. We please the blood of Jesus over their souls, over their lives, we plead a hedge of protection and we please a back in the kingdom of God. And I thank you, Heavenly Father, for each of my praying sisters that are here with us tonight and praying brothers. God, I thank you and I ask you, God, to keep a hedge of protection on them and their bloodlines and watch over them and every they're coming in, they're going. And give them, Heavenly Father, that special touch, that special supernatural force that'll lead them into their destiny to help advance the dismantling of the sick program. In Jesus' name, this is my prayer. Amen. Anybody else wants to close out, you're welcome, too. I don't know where this cough. How many of you just catch a cold sitting home? Maybe because my hair was wet yesterday. I washed the hair. All right, guys, thank you so much. God bless you, and um, you've just been wonderful. Uh, um, Gloria and Camille, your participation was wonderful. It gives much clarity and understanding, you know. It just makes everything uh, much more fun. And and, and I really and truly, I enjoy learning the Word of God, you know, and I ask God to keep me teachable. And uh, humble to his word because, you know, I, I definitely am looking for solutions to this sick program. So, again, I commend both of you. Thank you very much. Your participation is greatly appreciated. I'm going to close down on that tape.
5: With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.